welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Thanks to Ron Rubin, we're able to keep our podcast rolling along. The financial support of River Road Family Vineyards and Winery allows us to keep recording, keep sipping wine, and keep sharing stories with our listeners. Check out their website at riverroadvineyards.com and explore their Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Old Vine Zinfandel from the Russian River Valley, as well as a finely crafted Cabernet Sauvignon from the Alexander Valley. That's riverroadvineyards.com. And hey, thanks, Ron, for allowing us to make this show happen. Welcome to Episode 191. Today, our guest is Devin Ruddick, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Hook & Ladder. Welcome, Devin. Hello. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're excited to have Devin back. He did, unfortunately, show up a little late, and he forgot a bottle of wine, so he's on our he's on our naughty list. <laughs> I know, but he brought that wonderful voice, so yeah, know, that makes up for a lot. I yeah. did. I did bring the voice. I, I bring it with me everywhere. everywhere. Uh, usually, I try and bring wine, too, but uh, yes, so I if apologize. So you, if you did bring a bottle of wine today from Hook and Ladder, what would you have brought? What would you want to talk about? Well... Since uh, we just had uh, the the great holiday season, I enjoyed the Gewürztraminer with um, a couple of gatherings, and it's just this beautiful off dry, you know, 0.6 percent residual sugar, perfect pairing with uh, a, a really a, a run of of different types of holiday classics. Gewürz goes with everything, really. It, it really is, and I think it gets. Um... It's a supporting wine for food. You know what I mean? It pairs Absolutely. so well. Yes. I think it's overlooked a lot, and there's not a lot of producers along the wine road that have converts. So, yeah, I yeah, love it lucky. when I find it. We, we have this, you know, uh, vineyard planted in the 70s, uh, part of our ownership that has uh, owned that and really has produced that since uh, the days that Deloach owned Deloach. Um, so Gewurz has been a, a, a rich part of the history. It's on Olivet Road right there by the winery that we grow it, and it's a just a, a perfect a perfect pairing for this time of season. Well, there you go. Well, redeemed. I'll... If only we'd had a bottle this morning. <laughs> I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Free shipping. It's not what you know, it's who you know. But you, Hook and Ladder's right out there in the sweet spot of Olivet Road, one of our favorite go-to places for, you know, that's the one and done wine tourism day. Go yeah, to Olivet Road. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, we have incredible neighbors. I mean, the likes of Martinelli and Bonovia, um, of course, Deloach, ourselves, and uh, some smaller producers that uh, that you can really run the gamut um, and uh, and do it all just on that uh, that little strip. And then you can shoot out and have a wonderful dinner out in Sebastopol or up into to Windsor and and Hillsburg. So it really is uh, the heart of the Ru- Russian River Valley, yeah. uh, that Santa Rosa it's Plains like the area. It's a little gateway. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and then from our standpoint, when we're just trying to give advice for people who aren't sure where to go, it's an easy fix. It's one road. <laughs> you know, just turn off onto all of it. And yeah, there's a lot of wineries to choose from. And they are all different. I mean, you're really going to have a different experience at each one. And beautiful out there. I mean, yeah. you're in, you know, in between all these cities, but yeah, it it's seems so strange. far away yet so close. It's really a really great spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can you can have a day of adventure. We all know that the things are changing. We may only see uh, you your group uh, for the one winery that you're going to that day, but you could go down Armstrong Woods and you can go into uh, explore Guerneville. So it it really is as dynamic a region when it comes to to things to do. Um, but you gotta always squeeze in the wine tasting. Just yeah, make absolutely. sure you do that. So speaking about squeezing in the wine tasting, you know, you and I have had lots of different conversations about how. Um, 
you know, things are really changing since COVID and when everything was closed and then we reopened, but it was reservation only. And then things started, uh, you know, loosening up a little bit and wineries were taking walk-in tasters. Um, and then it's just, it's hard to know at this point where people really stand. I mean, there are definitely people who want to be able to just walk in, stand at the bar, taste a few wines. Then there's winery people that love to sit out in the gardens. And gosh, at Hook and Ladder, you guys did some extensive you know, sort of, I don't know if you call it remodeling or landscaping, yeah, I guess, outside yeah, yeah, and yeah. expanded the picnic area. It's beautiful. Yeah. But how are you feeling about that? What do customers want? What are you hearing from people? Uh, it is a, uh, you know, a time of reinvention. I think, uh, you know, for the industry wide, I've, I've, I've been, you know, certainly at a lot of, of conversations of, of, of depth here with, with you and other people about, um, you know, seeing these changes, even prior to COVID right. and uh, whether they were kind of demographic changes or just the fact that, you know, 40 years of uh, tasting five wines in a beautiful setting just might not be enough anymore right. to draw people out along with the fact that there were a lot of other regions coming online. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think that that still has to be a core of the business, but there needs to be content. There needs to be things to, to, to not only grab people from a marketing sense and social media, but, uh, on your events page and, uh, and to make sure that you are bringing people out for the first time. And we're doing that through a, a number of different campaigns, uh, certainly music being right at the, the, the top of it. We're lucky to have kind of an outdoor stage and have brought some amazing local live music uh, food trucks out there, um, looking at even doing mini music festivals. Um, then we've got, you know, comedy. We've been doing an amazing author series uh, called oh, yeah. Reading Between the Vines. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I run a retreat program called Writing Between the Vines. Uh, uh, so I'm like, I, we need to talk. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> I can be a feeder of authors to you. Yeah. That's, that's it. I, I think for me, it's like, Let's pair anything art with wine yeah. um, because so much of what uh, the, the changes are, are are really lifestyle changes. So food is always going to be at the core of wine, but um, not all of us have extensive kitchens and, right. and, you know, how many charcuterie plates can one person get in a day? <laughs> so, um, you know, I really do think it's an important time to, to, to start to forward face yourself to a lot of different um potential guests. And kind of lean into the culture. Yeah. And I think what happened since COVID, and this is my opinion, is that it's very hard to get people to come back out. You know, people got into that cocoon and like me, yeah. everything comes to me. Yeah. And now you've got to go to it, but there needs to be that kind of what's the hook? What's the hook? What's the ladder to get me to come out? And I think what you're doing is kind of the sort of activities people want to do anyways, but now it's surrounded by the winery experience. Yeah. I mean, you, you just, you just put it really tightly in a nutshell. It, it, it's very hard to get repeat business, especially again, just changing a flight. It isn't enough these days. Right. Um, there's so much good wine out there. There's so many beautiful and, and great experiences that it's really kind of trying to bring what the person's looking for um, in, in the sense of, of a dynamic visitation to your, your property and, and meaning that it has to change. So the setting can be beautiful. The wines can be great, but there still has to be something of significance to get people's interest sparked and to, uh, to keep them coming back. I mean, so the amount of, of things that you have to have not only offered for out of state customers, but when they are visiting or people that are local is really, it's just really important. Yeah. I think also people are looking for more of a community in the wine setting as well. And so you're bringing the community 
it's like ready made and you just come and you get to enjoy that. I think that's what, that's what works. That's, that's another great point. Cause I think one of the things we've, we've also at least tried to do at Hook and Ladder is, you know, and this comes, I, I'm not saying that this is for everyone or it, it doesn't come with some baggage, but to, to be somewhat family friendly, you know, we watched breweries just continue to, um, take market share right. and take visitation while, you know, I remember going to a place in Petaluma, um, where they, they literally had like, a, a little park outside in their yeah. beer garden right. for, for, you know, kids to play in. And, and my wife and I, two, uh, two young kids were like, well, this is amazing. And here I am in an industry that, that at least historically, family friendly probably wouldn't even be the word, let alone like, <laughs> <laughs> let, let alone to actually, you know, create an environment that is conducive. Right. Um, and so, you know, we've tried to meet somewhere in the middle. We are lucky to have a big enough property to, to kind of segment those experiences that, you know, if there is a family coming, we can have that in an area that it's not necessarily going to, um, distract from the couple who wants to, to, Get away from right, it all. Right. Get engaged. Um, <laughs> that, well, but yeah. that's what's hard because there are people there who left their kids with the yeah, babysitter exactly. so they can enjoy the day. No, you're exactly I mean, that's right. how I always felt. Yeah. I had four little kids. It's like I didn't want to go to an event and have you next to me with your little kids. Exactly. So it's this is difficult. It's hard. It's, it's difficult. The balance. But yeah, but it is important, at least in in our sense. Um, to not forget about a exactly. large segment segment of people that could be very in, in, important to the industry. Right. Well, it is just a whole other way for wineries to meet new people. I mean, your lifeblood is going to have to be bringing in new people. And if you have an author there, that's a whole different group of people who are interested in that. And they can come there and they can just buy one glass of wine, but they can think this is beautiful. Next time I have friends in town, I'm going to bring them here. You know? Yeah. And from from the standpoint of the winery, I think that the the people in in this role that I have, I think the the hard sell is is to say, hey, these might not be high margin events. Well, that's the thing. Or or any margin events. And yet, you know, we we think them to be necessary. And I'd love to see the industry as a whole be more on that, right? Um, Because ultimately it's not going to be one winery. There's a couple of, of bigger ones that may have more sway, but this, this has to be, you know, somewhat of a concerted effort to get, um, the industry, uh, back and, and to me really, really rolling as a, a destination for people nationwide. Yeah, exactly. And that is part of marketing and sales, isn't it? I'm there, I'm listening to music, I'm drinking your wine. I'm going to remember that brand the yep, next the, time I'm going to buy wine. Brand, I mean, sure. that's what you're really doing. You're planting seeds. You're you're making a connection. That's what brands do. This is what Wine Road's done. I mean, Wine Road has been the the leader of bringing, uh, e- you know, not only events, but but marketing in a coalition uh, of, of wineries to, to say this area is meaningful to your next, uh, uh, next experience or your next, you know, um, you know, potential of, uh, of, of, of great wine with, uh, with memory attached to it. An experience, you know, on the last winter, no, it was on wine and food affair a couple months ago. I noticed, I always go and talk to people like, where are you from? What are you doing? I met two groups of women that were just on a girl's trip that planned it around the event. Yeah. I said, how great is that? She goes, we love it because it gives us kind of a focus. During the day, we come here and then we go back to the guest house. and and But it gives us a way to experience where we don't have to think of what to do. Yeah, they're not and they planning use the, the whole event weekend. as sure. like a, a placeholder and a way to get together. And I thought, oh, that is so cool. I, one group was from Florida and the other group was from Ohio. 
So nice. I thought that's cool. It's just another way that Wine Road has been ahead of the curve for so long. Oh, thanks. <laughs> He's buttering me up because he forgot to bring wine this morning. <laughs> As if I'm going to forget. Uh, <laughs> You're no not going to get off the hook that easy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, something that uh, Marcy and I talked about uh, for, you know, two minutes in her driveway because she always has a million ideas. And I'm like, okay, I got to go. But the, you had the author there. And, and so she mentioned somehow – there could be some sort of wine road, you know, book club sort of thing. And I thought, gosh, when I left you, I drove all the way back from Sebastopol to Hillsbury, and I thought, wow, that is an idea. So the next morning I met with Julie Pedrincelli because she's done that and, you know, got her feedback on the idea. And I thought, I'm going to move forward with this. We have to fine-tune it. But I've already written a proposal. We, we are going to have sort of a wine road book club sort of thing. And um, I love it. figure that out. Yeah, we we have a, a little, you know, we did a kind of soft launch of that last year called the the Book and Ladder Club. Right? Oh yeah, that's cute. So, so smart. Um, so you know, these are the, these are all things because again, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. I've done it many times yeah. where I'm sitting there, you know, um, seven eight o'clock. Just got the kids down. Right. I'm opening up my book. Right. I'm pouring my glass, glass of, of wine, wine for the exactly. night. And that's the pairing. It right. wasn't, you know, it wasn't the right. Annie's mac and cheese that no. I made for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it no. was, it was my rest. It was my lifestyle. It was, <laughs> right. it was, it was the book. Right. And um, and it really is enhanced. And and this this is where I think so much. And one of the things I I can really you know honor the younger and more introductory demographic of drinker mm-hmm. um, is is to say that that there are some really fascinating and fun things that are coming in uh, to wine through lifestyle pairing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the spring, do you you said you were maybe doing some music, bigger music things that are possibilities or? Yeah, so we always start up a uh, first Friday. We kind of tie it in with a local uh, a first responder organization, uh, give some proceeds back from that day um, through all the wine sales, and we bring a food truck out. Um, uh, often Dusky and John will come out mm-hmm. uh, from the Black Piglet, and uh, and they throw down, and we have just incredible you know uh, local talent around here, and so we really focus on that. Um, this isn't about you know bringing in the the person that wants to to tour from from Texas this is about showcasing what we do and what uh, what um, you know kind of artists are around this place um, and should be getting attention so that starts it kicks off in in May and every first Friday until November weather permitting oh, nice um, and then yeah there are a couple I'm gonna do a couple of, of Saturdays where this will be a ticketed event but that we uh, we do a three band kind of mini festival uh, setting out there and you know, the tasting room will be closed. I mean, this is this is unheard of stuff. You know, just a couple wow. of years ago, right, where you yeah. would close a tasting room for You're something. No kidding. <laughs> wow, for the right price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it only be closed for a portion of yeah. the day on, a, right. on you know two Saturdays. But um, these are the things that that I think we're willing to try. Well, I think everybody, you know, wineries have to be willing to try. That's exactly right. I mean, it's hard to know for sure what's going to draw people these days. It is a different market than it was for sure. So let's see. Anything else, Marcy, that we need to to hit on? I don't think so. Um, I'm just excited about all the things that Devin's, you know, working on. It sounds great. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited too. I I, I don't think, you know, I think it's very easy sometimes when things are changing and uh, we we're we're looking at things that maybe worked very well for long, long periods of time not working. 
to um, to get into a point where you're you're sitting there saying, well, this is this is doom and gloom. But the reality is is that it's it's just a, a great opportunity to start to to refocus uh, your initiatives. To, to be something different and more exciting. And, um, and the wine's still, still the backbone. You, you know, that's well, the right, thing. Exactly. The wine is still the backbone. Exactly. This is still one of the best places in the world to grow these, uh, these, these amazing grapes that we have and the diversity that we have. But everything has evolved, right? Yeah. Everything from the day that right. Robert Mondavi first, you know, started, had a little, you know, lemonade stand mm-hmm, out exactly. on. It's all evolving. And that's what people in the industry like you, you keep pushing that envelope, pushing it forward. You have the focus on the wine and the core business, but you have to keep looking forward and making things, make things happen. It's hard to do that because it's comfortable to do what you've always done. That's the thing. I think it just gets, it gets comfortable. Look at what happened when you had to shut everything down. You figured out how to do virtual events and, you know, nothing really right. slowed down. Yeah. You just, uh, on the flipped a switch and suddenly did things differently. Yeah. So, I mean, we can't just say, okay, well, now we can go back to doing what we used to do. I mean, it's, times have changed and, and people's wants and desires have changed. So we have to change with that. We have to keep evolving. Well, and I will toot your own horn one more time, um, you know, not just to butter you up. But I think that is one, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is one thing that, mm-hmm. that, again, working with you and mm-hmm. I, I've been I've been working with Wine Road pretty closely now for six, six years mm-hmm. um, and, and probably even a little bit more before that. Um, but that, that you have always been somebody that is looking to what's next, what's working, what's not working, keeping your, your, your pulse on that. Um, and then also, you know, staying the course when, when we need to, because people can get up and, and, and down and emotional about, uh, this and that. And yet here we are with, with, with three marquee events still rocking, uh, still no. being one of the best draws for the area when it comes to uh, tasting for a weekend. It is pretty wild. It is there. So speaking of uh, events, I have to um, give a little shout out here to Novell and Mike Wilson from Oklahoma. Um, I met them at Wine and Food Affair. So, you know, a couple months ago, I met them they, I was greeting them at this uh, happy hour event, and they recognized my voice because they're podcast listeners. <laughs> that was so awesome. There you go. I'm greeting him, he goes, "You must be on the podcast." That's amazing. I said, I All the am. way from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, and I said to him, "It's um, we have so much fun." He goes, "Well, it's fun, but it's so informative." He's like, "We loved listening because." We learn about new wineries and we check out the restaurants. So it was just super cool. Great, great book that I just uh, read with. I think I paired it with the Station 10, the Hook and Ladder Station 10 Zinfandel blend was a, a book called Boomtown. If you want to learn a little bit about the history of Oklahoma City, oh, yeah. fascinating, oh, wow. fascinating history. Um, and, uh, and you know, there's a there's a lot of content there. So Boomtown, anyway, it was great. Okay. One of my favorite books. Well, check it out. We'll check that out. So best way to reach Hook and Ladder, URL, yeah, website, absolutely. call hook you and, on your cell phone. <laughs> Hookandladderwinery.com, hook best way uh, to, to check us out. Um, yeah, you can always you can you know say hey I loved you on the podcast or you're the worst or you owe you owe Beth wine that's Devin at hookandladderwinery.com. Devin at hookandladder. I'm going to be I, writing I, that I, on bathroom walls <laughs> with your cell number. Exactly, exactly. So um, and then you can give us a call anytime. Uh, but we'd love to see. Okay, you. well we'll so put I that in the show notes. Oh, a few more things. That's always got something. She's trying to cut me off, but I, I uh, you've got about a week, a little bit more than a week to go to buy tickets for Winter Wineland. So I don't want to sign off without mentioning that. So I know we're you know wrapping up in notes, but I thought since um, with the content that we talked about today and with Devin and talking about what do customers want and visitors want when they come to see um, wineries and come to visit in Sonoma County, 
I would love for you to email, and you could email me, Beth, at wineroad.com. You know, I'd love to hear from listeners, if, you know, from near and far, when you come, what draws you here? The more we hear from, I will pass that on anonymously. Beth will make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I will try. <laughs> so one more thing I want to mention in the spirit of holiday giving, I thought it would be worth mentioning that our sponsor, Ron Rubin, uh, the man who's actually behind River Road Family Vineyards and Winery, and the details about this are on their website, ronrubin.com. But in a nutshell, over the past few years, Ron has made it his mission to give out a heart defibrillator to every winery in Sonoma County. And at this point, he's given out over 300 of them. We have one. So, that's awesome. And I mean, he sees that as part of sustainability. And, you know, as a certified B Corporation, every part of his business is sustainable. And he feels like to call yourself sustainable, you'd have to be able to take care of your customers and take care of your employees. Mm -hmm. So to me, I just think this is an amazing gift, an amazing thing. And I thought, you know, around the holidays, mention like that's some serious gift giving. So a shout out to Ron Rubin. And I guess that really is it. Now you can wrap it up. All righty. Well, <laughs> thank you, Devin. So great to see you. Hey, thank you so much. Happy New Year, everyone. Glad you're here. Happy New Year. We'll see you on the wine road.